Forgiveness is giving up the hope the past could be any different. Are you forgiving? Can you forgive? Stay tuned. Breaking into is next. Sorry, not sorry, but sorry, but not sorry, but sorry, but not sorry. It's breaking into. I'm your host, James Lock Jr. Uh, welcome, welcome back. It is May. Last time I was here was end of April, and now it's May. Just like that, we just go by so fast. And because I am a shameless promoter, it's my birthday week. My birthday week. Thank you. May 10th is my birthday. I will be 49 years old. I have no problem saying that. Wow. And I don't know, know, know what that means. 49, it's like a weird number. I'm almost 50. I don't know what it means. I'm a grandfather three. Thank you. <laughs> well, we're the black, black don't crack. We can say it on this network. You know that. <laughs> my guest is, a, is somebody who's been on here before. And actually, I've talked to her on my podcast, talked to her here. She's one of my favorite people to talk to. And she's <laughs> smart. She knows what's going on. Um, she has a BS in psychology at Xavier University. Go Louisiana. <laughs> Masters of Social Work and with a concentration in community mental health from Cal State Dominguez Hills. Yes. So another part, still part of Southern California. She has her own show, which I will be on next week. So you want to follow me at James Lott Jr. You'll get all the information. <laughs> Epiphany Talk Radio. And again, she's been a, a former guest of ours. And she just and we're going to talk forgiveness today yes. and what that means. Because she has some stuff to share with you, Miss Mayumi McKinley. Thank you, you for having me LCSW. Back. Make sure I yes, say that. Yes, LCSW. That's right. <laughs> and you can follow us on uh, on iTunes. You can follow us on SoundCloud. You can follow us on YouTube under Breaking Into, under Black Hollywood Live. The page on Facebook is Breaking Into. More information about her is on that page, and her talk radio and uh, website is on that page. You can go and see it there. Welcome yes. back, my friend. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Thank you. This we is both, we both have our red on, on so yes. it's, like, it's good. It's good. It's hot in LA right now, too. It's hot. <laughs> Where I live, but down by Inglewood, it's a little cooler, but it got here to the valley. I'm yeah, like, the valley, it, it, the weather changed on Ooh, my drive up. Sure did. Um, okay, so people hear the word forgiveness, and, I, and I, you heard my definition that I love that I got from the Oprah Winfrey show years ago. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is giving up the hope the past could be any different. Mm-hmm. When I heard that, that completely changed my life. Wow. It was like a click happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about that in my life coaching practice, um, that, about the clicks. And that was a click that said, oh, um, in my own life, people who I was kind of hard time forgiving, mm-hmm. this is why I can't forgive them. Because I keep hoping the past will be a, could be different. Like, and if they replay I, the past over and yeah, over. Yeah, it's like if they say one thing, that'll erase everything. But it really won't. It's mm-hmm. going to still be there mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. they say it or not. I mean, so, I mean, forgiveness, I, just, I think it's such a vital part in mental, emotional, which is still mental, and physical health. Absolutely. Can you expand on just the concept of forgiveness? Well, I'm glad that you started with that that quote because I think it definitely starts the show off with a different mindset when we look at forgiveness. Um, I think people have a misunderstanding of what forgiveness is. And I know we'll elaborate on that, yeah, but I think a lot of people feel that for, for holding on to not forgiving someone somehow gives them power. It's kind of this false inclination that as long as you don't forgive, then they can't hurt you again. And But the reality is, do you really feel good? Are you really at peace? Are you really happy with you know, holding your forgiveness hostage as if it's controlling the other person or it's going to hurt the other person. And so I think there we have to reshape our understanding of what forgiveness is. Mm-hmm. You're right. People think... Holding on to it means I'm going to hurt them by never forgiving them. Mm-hmm. Well, and they went on with their life. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they had the next relationship. They didn't have right. kids. Right. The person has moved on. And um, every night, you you know, that person can walk into the room and change your whole mood. Yes. And no one deserves that much power and control. I just wrote an article on this for um, BeBatonRouge.com. Because even though I'm in L.A., I'm from Louisiana. That's right, so girl. I, I have to get back to Baton Rouge. <laughs> so I want to say hi to one of my colleagues, Courtney. Scott, who is really doing amazing things, would be Baton Rouge. But we were talking about, you know, just holding on to this, holding forgiveness hostage as if it's like you do, it's a delusion that, yes, I'm happy and I'm going to stop them. And this person moved on. They're not thinking about you. The situation is still what it is. But yet you're still under this false pretense that, you know, somehow you not forgiving them is helping you. I, I like the word you used. It's like holding forgiveness hostage. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. Because you're holding on to it. Okay, I'm going to hold on to this. 
I'm never going to forgive you, and you're going to feel it. You're going to feel that I'm not. I mean, I mean, at home, I'm sure you guys have thought that we have. Some of you have probably done this to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that he knows how much I hate him. Yes, and it could be father, boyfriend, and anyway, my family member, friend, and all of your energy goes into how can I make them feel uncomfortable whenever I'm around them. You know, I'm going to give them the evil eye. I'm going to turn my head. I'm not going to speak. I'm not going to, you know, acknowledge them. When really, what ends up happening is you allow. Whatever that person did to t- cause you to um, step outside of your integrity, mm. right? You end up not being the person. Most of us at our core, we feel we have good values and characteristics. But when you allow someone else to cause you to step outside of your integrity, who really has the control? And I think that's the important thing to remember. You know, does this person walk into the room or the thought of them cause you to change who you are and change how you act towards people? Is that truly why you want to be perceived? Mm-hmm. So, I know, that's a hard people. Okay, see, people, and you, and you work in this field. Mm-hmm. You're, it's hard to get people to understand that forgiveness is for yourself, mm-hmm. not for them. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that in a second, but just... The also part I found, even for me personally, back in the day when I was going through my first therapy, and therapy is okay. That was our yes. last show together. <laughs> therapy is okay. You can do therapy. You can use it. You can use it with going to your pastor. You can use it with prayer. You can use. It, I mean, but therapy is. It's good. an additional tool. Yes, additional, additional tool. tool. Which I say because we said that last time too. <laughs> um, but I also found it was hard to accept that letting go is actually better for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I doesn't run my life every day. I, I, was, I was living my life, whatever. But still, when I would see that person, mm-hmm. my heart would race faster. Mm-hmm. My temperature would go up. My temper would go up. Like mm-hmm. um, and, and, Your that, body language changes. Right. Your mood changes. It's, but it's still, it still means it's still in you. It's still, mm-hmm. you may, it may not happen every day, but it's bad to have it in there, period, right? Right. And so let me, so one, forgiveness is hard. So I definitely yes. want to acknowledge the fact that this isn't something, it's easier said than done. Yes. Um, you said an extra interesting point in terms of letting it go, right? So forgiveness is allowing yourself to be free. So for me, forgiveness equals freedom. It allows me to be free uh, where what you did, what you said, whatever was harm was done to me, whatever was said to, whatever was said to me no longer runs my life. It no longer sits in the driver's seat of my decisions when you come around or in relationships to come, whether it be friends or romantic relationships, things of that nature. And so um, being able to forgive. And I think people get misconstrued when we say let go. They're like, I'm not letting this go. Do you know what this person, you have no idea what this person did to me. Right. 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 Yes. Yes. So what I would say is allow yourself the chance to be emotionally free and allow your emotional wounds to have a chance to heal. But that can only start by you forgiving the person. And sometimes that person is yourself. Yes, there's that too. Yes, that's oh right. my well, goodness. We're going to jump the head of the gun here. No, huh? I like that. No, but that's what I mean. Well, here's the thing is we talk about how hard forgiveness is. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this, is a, this is a twin strand to that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to hold a mirror to yourself. Mm-hmm. You, would think it'd be, you would think it'd be the easiest thing because you're talking, it's just, it's just me and me. Oh, well, we no, are worst critics. But isn't that funny? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just us. No one else is in the room. It's just, it's just me. Mm-hmm. And you can't, and it's hard to be honest and forgive yourself. Like, I shouldn't have done that. I, why did I go back? Why you, you tell yourself all these things about yourself, about what you should, should have, shouldn't have not did. Right. And you, and right. you hate yourself for it. You feel bad for yourself. You like, go back and replay the 101 different scenarios yeah. if you would. But that goes back to forgiving others too, right? You're ruminating on what it is that they did, what it is, how could they? I can't believe I didn't deserve. And all of those things may be true. And it still happened. Right. <laughs> and that was hard for me to accept, too. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, and, okay, and so because I've been kind of talking about this recently um, on several of my shows, and I have mm-hmm. no problem bringing this up, um, I was, I like to say that I'm a, I'm a thriver of a violent rape. Mm-hmm. I was beaten up and, at knife point and, and raped. So, well, forgiveness. I have forgiven him. It took me a long, it took me a lot of therapy mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff. But I found that it was hard for me to first get over why couldn't I get out of there? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't I see it? You know, and all the male stuff that's thrown on there. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I bring it up because nowadays now men are starting to talk. So I'm mm-hmm. glad they started doesn't want molestation rape. Started talking about Tom Bridges mm-hmm. and I talked about it a little bit what happened to him. Like we're talking about it now. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring it up because it was a it was one of the major things for me to forgive. Mm-hmm. Because it's like a violent act. Mm-hmm. One of the things that that became easier was that I accepted it happened. 
had I found a place for it in my life. Mm-hmm. The first thing was I made it part of my identity, so it was too much. So I could never forgive him because that's why. Well, I was raped. Mm-hmm. I can't be racist because I was raped. I can't mm-hmm. just get out. I, was, I kept using it almost in a way like it was like a, it was an armor for me. Mm-hmm. And I can't forgive him. He raped me. Like that's the worst thing you could do to somebody. Mm-hmm. You can't forgive him. And I kept using that. Once I realized I couldn't change it, but going to that statement, I can't change it. It happened. Mm-hmm. I found a place for it in my past. Mm-hmm. And that's when, I was, that's when I was able to start to forgive him mm-hmm. and myself. Yes. And so, one, I'm sorry that, that I know you brought that up with the last time we talked. Yeah. Thank you for being so transparent because there yeah. are a lot of individuals out there who feel some of the same things that you feel and don't have the, aren't at a place yet where they can share it. So, yeah. you even being transparent lets them know that they're not alone and there is life after these horrible alone. things happen, right? Yes. Um, good, horrible things happen to good people and there's life after. Yes. Life after is. that. Um, I think one of the highlights of what you said, and I think a lot of people have to realize, is first you have to acknowledge. What happened? You have to be willing to discuss what happens and how that felt for you. And that's outside of I'm pissed off. That's outside of I'm angry. Anger is a secondary emotion. There are lots of more vulnerable feelings, embarrassment, shame, um, blame, guilt. You know, all of these things that we, most of us are in our families aren't taught to talk about. We'll save that for another show. Yeah, that's that's another show. (laughs) Yes. But but it's really going through the process of acknowledging what happened to you and how did it make you feel and how did whatever happened change your life? How did it change your perception? of, you know, relationships, family, people, humanity in general, right? Um, How did it, and and working through those things first, then that opens the door, allows you to see the door for what forgiveness is and what that looks like for you. And I think a lot of people have the misconception, and we'll talk a little bit about what forgiveness is not, but people feel like forgiveness means that you have to reconcile. Right. No, No, it doesn't. Um, forgiveness is a is a choice. It's not this warm, fuzzy feeling that you get and you forgive, and the rainbows shine and the and butterflies fly, are leaping, and, and, yes. and all of a sudden everything yeah, is peaceful. Right. No, it's an active yeah. choice that you're making to ensure that what happened to you is no longer controlling the rest of your life. Like you mentioned, the barrier. I can't do fill in the blank because this is what happened to me. And, you know, for those listening, you know, how many situations are you not allowing yourself to be in because whatever that fill in the blank is for you, your heart was broken. You know, your mom was horrible. You know, you had a horrible relationship with your I mom. too so much you, or whatever, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so being able to take a step back and recognize that forgiveness is an active choice and then the work comes comes afterwards. I'm glad you said that. It's, 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 it's true because I had to, again, hold the mirror up. I had to acknowledge, mm-hmm. even though I was there and it happened, I have to acknowledge it happened. Mm-hmm. And that that's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's done. And I, and, and I felt these certain feelings. Mm-hmm. That's Which is hard. And, and a lot of people fall into the traps of woulda, shoulda, coulda. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a thinking trap. And all dangerous. it does is increase depression and anxiety. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. If I coulda did this, if this woulda happened, then well, maybe if I woulda did this. And it's a never-ending cycle. It's like the song that never ends. <laughs> yes. And so there is no answer. That and what if. Well, what if I would have did? What if I would have took him back? Well, what if I would have moved on this side of the street instead of that side of the street? And what if? And there's no answer to what if. There's no final answer that you're like, okay, and you move on. Usually, it's this vicious cycle that keeps you in this state of distress. I know friends are like that, and and I was like that for a while too. And I get where it's just like, well, what if I just did this? I'm like, well, there's ten thousand variations of that Mm -hmm. at any given second. Mm What if you didn't go? What if you did go? What if you didn't do this? What you, like, just, I mean, you seriously will go crazy. Mm-hmm. But another reason, another person who likes to help you not go crazy <laughs> um, is our fearless leader and co-founder of AfterBuzz Media and Black Hollywood Live and all this, Maria Menounos. Yes, mm-hmm. my girl, Miss Maria. She has a podcast that's there for you to help ensure that you live your best life. She gets lots of people, um, influencers, celebrity people. Uh, she, did a, she did a whole series on pet care. Oh. Doing kinds of pet care and, and shelters. I learned, actually, I learned a lot of stuff when I was when I was while listening to her. It's called Conversations with Maria Menounos, and it's on every Friday at iTunes. Um, and it's just wonderful. She does health and wellness, relationships, finances, mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of stuff. And it's, it's, it's a really good show. She's so engaging. She's a great interviewer. So go to iTunes. Mm-hmm. Go to and subscribe. Conversations, Conversations with Maria Menounos. It's free, of course. Uh, rate and comment. Actually, on a lot of our podcasts, when you rate and comment, it actually brings us a little higher up and more visible. And so I want more people to see her, see and listen to her show. It's because it's so good. So rate and comment while you're there. And while you're there in the comments, let them know that James Lott Jr., that's me, <laughs> I'm breaking into, got you there. That's Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcasts for free every Friday. 
Yes, yes. We, yes. we, love, we love bats. <laughs> um, and she's great. I, I love, love you, Maria. But she supports the show. Anything so. that supports wellness, our, our overall well-being. Yes. Well, it's you know, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. And I actually just talked to you on my other life, uh, <laughs> my other my my podcast, which she's been on, to Dr. Nikisha Hammond. And she's and she's down in Florida, mm-hmm. and we talked that we talked about mental health. So this is a whole mental health day for me today, and I love, I love this. <laughs> I love it because when it becomes my birthday time, I get reflective mm-hmm. and introspective. I take I take inventory of like what's going on from the last year. I do that naturally. I know a lot of people do that sometimes. I do that to myself. Like, how was my last year? What did I do? Did I meet some goals? Am I doing okay mentally? Yes. So I kind of think that it's May. It's every May. Wonderful. Falls right in line with mental health awareness. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, and forgiveness falls into that, especially. Yes. Can we talk about what forgiveness is not? Yes, we can. Yes. So forgiveness, as we stated before, is not is not automatic trust. It doesn't mean that you have to automatically trust the person and you know allow them back into your life and pick up where you all left off. Trust is something that's earned over time. Forgiveness is the choice. To no longer allow that situation to control you, and then whomever the situation, you know, whomever family, friend, parent, um, trust is built over time, and so that's one of it's the like beautiful nails. I saw her nails; like they're really pretty. <laughs> I like they're really. Like, like, so when she's talking, I'm like, oh my god, nice nails. I do talk with my hands. Yeah, now. but not even so do I. It's like my, my rings are everything, but I'm like really nice nails. Um, and so, um, yeah. forgiveness is also. Um, it's, we talked a little bit about it's not something to be used as a weapon. Right. It's not something to beat the person over the head with. I forgave you. I forgave you, so yeah. you have to do this, this. No, yeah. that you're becoming punitive and it becomes punishing and that's not healthy at all. No. So it's not a weapon. And I can understand why people choose to do mm-hmm. that. It's our own um, internal way of trying to defense mechanism to try to protect ourselves. And control, I'm sure. And control, too, right? right? Because we think that if we can control this person, then we won't get hurt again. That's not true. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's kind of like those, you know, I've, I've worked with individuals and have, you know, friends that, you know, when they talk about relationships, oh, I'll never put anything past her. I won't put anything past him. And they think having that wall up and then they do something and it hurts. It hurts just the same. The only thing is you've watered down the whole experience the yes. entire time. Yes. <laughs> Yes. By saying that, but all of that to say that holding it hostage is a defense mechanism, and I can respect everybody wanting to protect themselves. Nobody wants to be hurt, but recognize that that won't. If this is the person that you want in your life, in some way, shape, or form, it's not healthy. I found for me, and another another thing that I'm very open about um, is my father issues, which I don't have anymore because I did work through them. But I had to forgive him also, and I remember you said something earlier that's very true. So I forgave him. I forgave myself. I had the opportunity to let him know I forgave him. Mm-hmm. It was one of those rare opportunities that came about. We don't we don't have a relationship or anything, but something came about, and I had, I was able to, to face him and tell him this, and he didn't accept it. Mm-hmm. And so I found though I still felt good. Mm-hmm. I still said I still forgive you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you accept it or not. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, I clip. I get my clicks. It clicked again for me. That's the key too. You said earlier. I'm doing it for myself. Yeah, and a lot of times, if you have the opportunity, which you have the opportunity to share with that person how you feel, and some people do, some people don't, um, and that's a whole different type of closure, right? Um, When you share with this person how you feel, it's for you. A lot of times we have this movie played in our head. I'm going to tell them they hurt me. They're going to say I'm sorry. And then, you know, the music is going to play in the background and we're going to have this wonderful relationship. And not to say that that doesn't happen from time to time. But the important thing is when you decide to share with someone how you felt or how they've hurt you, um, because for some people, they want an apology. They feel that that will help them move past. They can't move on unless they get an apology. They can't forgive oh, yeah, unless yes. they get an, give an apology. That goes back to allowing this other person to have so much emotional control of you, which no one deserves, right? Take your right. control back. So I always tell my my clients that I work with, when you share with someone how you feel, when you go to express that hurt, you're doing it for you. I always give the analogy of, you know, what is the first thing you do when you travel? Before you get on the plane, the first thing you do is check your bags, right? And then you have to go through security. You get on your flight to your destination. So if the destination is freedom or forgiveness, you got to check all that baggage, right? And it was like, hey, this is what hurt me. I'm 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 checking this baggage. You can join me on this flight if you want to. Um, or you can stay back here with the baggage. Either way, I'm getting on this plane and going to this right. destination because I'm not I'm meant to be here anymore. And so I give that analogy that you share with the person. That person may be ready to apologize. They may be ready to take accountability or not. But don't make the whole purpose of you sharing with how the person how you feel 
this 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 movie you have in your head of oh they're gonna say I'm sorry. Make sure you're doing it for yourself because you don't want to carry that baggage anymore because it's too heavy. It hurts too much. Um, and a good yeah. telltale sign for those of you who are listening or watching and are, how do I tell? I think I'm over it. If that person were to walk in the room today, right now, and speak mm-hmm. to you, what would what would come up for you? Right. Like How much of this, you know, when, when your friends start to mention this person's name, are you folded up? Why are we talking about this part? You know, are you, are you mm-hmm. there? And for those who have, have experienced a trauma, you know, that's a whole different element when it comes to, um, you know, PTSD symptoms and things of yeah. that nature. Um, but how be mindful of how you're thinking of it. If you're going into self-blame and think that'll be a telltale assignment if you've forgiven the person or... Or yourself. You said something that's just it's totally perfect. I remember uh, now when I hear my father's name or whatever, I don't cringe anymore. Mm-hmm. If I saw him, I'd see him. Like I don't, I don't have any of those feelings that used to come up. Instant anger would come up. Instant, and he did this to me when I was growing up. And I mean, like seriously, I would reach back. Now this point, forty nine years, I would reach back in time mm-hmm. as my as my my aunt who is a pastor would say, "You're you're living on time. You're borrowing past time to live in the present." Mm-hmm. Why are we doing that? Why it's so funny how we as intelligent human beings will put so much power give us excuse me, give away so much power mm-hmm. to another mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize that. Because sometimes. you don't look at it as power. No. You look at it as this is how I'm protecting myself and I'm gonna show them. That's so interesting. Right? Let me show you why you won't do this anymore. Let me show you how much you hurt. And then you, all of your energy goes into trying to get this person to get it. You have the paragraphs of text messages and the, yeah. you know, yes. and well, the yes. mean stares. Or how about the anger that you're holding on the inside that's now, this person may not even be in your life anymore. And now even though they're not even in your life, they're controlling what relationships you have. They're controlling how you treat people. They're controlling how you connect with your children. And, and they're not even there. I tell my clients, so what was the point in you leaving? What was the point in you moving out of your parents' home? What was the point in that if they're still going to have so much, going to have so much control over the decisions that you make in everyday life, you might as well move back. Interesting. (laughs) I like like the way you say that. And I say that much nicer. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. She's all, we're on TV in the time. But no, I really, no, I like that in a way. It's something to think about, It is something to think about. I like the way you're saying that because it's like, yeah, like if... Oh, it's like was just say my father, for example. Then why am I just not just live with him and have him just berate me all the time? Like, just why am I why am I holding on to stuff that happened 10, 15, 20 years ago mm-hmm. that cannot be changed? Mm-hmm. And I live, and at one point I lived three hundred miles away from him. Mm-hmm. But what do you, like you say? I mean, he must have lived next door or mm-hmm. in my house. And let me make a comment on this because there are a lot of people who use what you're saying, but they do it in an unhealthy way. They say, "What's the point in talking about it?" Oh, there's that too. Yes, right. Okay. What's the point in talking about it? I can't change it. Okay. But because they never acknowledge it, it still dictates their life. And so I can't say this, and it's not because I'm biased, because I'm a therapist. If you can't talk about something, because I have people that say, what's the point of talking about the person? Like, they can't even bring themselves to discuss it. Mm-hmm. If you still can't bring yourselves to have a conversation without tension in your voice, then there's something underlying there. The reason you talk about it is because your feelings matter. The reason you talk about it, even though that person isn't there anymore, even though it's in the past, is because how you felt and what you went through is important. It impacted you and so it changed your perception possibly, you know, and so you you deserve that. You deserve for your pain, your hurt, your frustration to be acknowledged. You are important. That's why you talk about it, not because the past is the past. And so I want to give that information. I want people who are like, oh, well, there's no point. No, there is because you're important and what you went through is important. So talk about it so you can get on the other side of healing, whether you can change, well, we can't change the past, right? Right. So we're not going to focus on that. I'm glad you said it because I think you're right. You know, some people say, well, I don't, I don't talk about it. I don't need to talk about it. I, don't, I never see him. I never see her. I was, I'm like, but then it's, even, even with you doing that <laughs> and pushing it away, like you giving it, I've heard you use a hand gesture and pushing it away. I'm like, well, then it still does bother me. It does bother you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still, it is bothering you. And I always like to tell people, there's this whole ripple effect that happens with all of us. And some of the, some of the ripples are larger and you feel them. Yeah. And they become waves. And some are just... They're there, mm-hmm. and you'd be surprised when you eliminate, they smooth out that ripple, how your life does change. Mm-hmm. And I, and I've, I found for me, I have, I use new language. I've learned this. I didn't make it up, so I, I use new language uh, all the time in my life coaching. I don't strive for happiness anymore. Mm-hmm. That's just one of the many emotions that happens in our lives. I strive for freedom. And you said it earlier. You said freedom. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. Yeah. That is, that's actually, that equals happiness when you have freedom and peace mm-hmm. of mind mm-hmm. to think and think freely mm-hmm. and live free, you know, freer, 
from the bog downness of your past or something has happened. Right. Freedom is, is it, I like how you say it equals happiness, but it's such an empowering feeling to have someone who hurt you walk by, to talk about the situation, and you don't feel so bogged down by it. You don't feel emotionally drained. That in and of itself is is amazing. And I've had people come to me like, oh my gosh, when I first started meeting with you, I couldn't stand, I hate it when you bring this up. But now it's, it, they describe it as like a weight lifted off of their shoulders in terms of feeling like now I can live. I couldn't believe how much energy I was given to all of these situations that are outside of my control. All of these people that I can't control who they are, they're going to be who they're going to be. Radical acceptance, right? Um, all of those things. And I gave all of that my energy. How much time did I waste? You know, versus taking some time for myself and focusing on me and forgiving. So because that person is going to be who they are regardless. But I get to choose how close you are in my life. I get to choose with the dynamics of our relationship. I get to choose those things. I love that. I mean, it's, it's because it is. It's one of those things where we need to take back the power. Mm-hmm. We need to take back the power. We need to take back. The, I'm gonna say it twenty times. <laughs> you take back the power because I mean, because we do because we give it we give it away so freely. I. Um, Shana's promotion number one. I have a CD coming out on, on my birthday Thursday, my Ooh. first CD ever, <laughs> and it's a uh, spoken word set to music. Okay, I'm gonna say you sing. I can't sing, but this is this is more spoken word set to music. And um, but I wrote I wrote I wrote a song about kind of forgiveness. I know it's not called forgiveness, but I have a song about forgiveness, and I talk about how I have stepped through to the other side, and it's just better. Mm-hmm. It's it just it just I feel lighter. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, I'm losing weight too at the same time, but I feel lighter internally. Mm-hmm. I feel, I don't feel as sick. Mm-hmm. People don't understand also how your emotional health can affect your physical health. Yes, high blood pressure, migraines, upset stomach. Those are all, can all be directly correlated. So think about how when you feel stressed and you're ruminating over a job or you're ruminating over something, a sibling has done this job. Your stomach usually feels queasy or your heart starts beating fast, right? And so imagine that ongoing for days and days and days, weeks and weeks and weeks. I mean, your body will make you sit down if you don't take care of yourself. It has its way of... Um... Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. Oh, wait, let me talk about it last time. My whole trust your gut thing when I changed my life, my mm-hmm. career, mm-hmm. my stomach hurt when I gave... Notice my stomach stopped hurting within five minutes. Mm-hmm. It hurt for months. Mm-hmm. They went to the doctor, like, we can't find anything. Yeah, I get a lot of people like that in my office. We can't find anything. You just stress. Stress. It's not helpful. Forgive, free yourself. Yes. That may be. And so, one thing I would tell individuals is um, I, I want to reiterate the fact that we're not saying that it doesn't hurt. No. And no. when you forgive someone, it doesn't mean that you never hurt again. It doesn't mean that you never think about it again. It doesn't mean that sometimes those feelings won't come back to, to some degree, especially if we're talking about traumas and things that people have experienced. Um, it doesn't mean that you won't ever feel anything. The goal is not for the intensity to be the same, right? And so I'm queen of analogies, my clients. I, I love, I love so, it. So, like, I love it. So I always say that uh, I love when you don't allow yourself to forgive or you don't allow yourself to talk about feelings for the people who are like, oh, I'm over it, I'm, yeah. I moved past, um, it's like having a deep wound and you put Nilsporin and a Band-Aid on it. Do everybody know what Nilsporin is or is that a country thing? I, I, I you know, know what it is. Mean, like I know what it is. I'm from Louisiana, so maybe I don't know, but I know what Nilsporin so is. It's like putting some ointment and a yeah, Band-Aid yes, on it, yes. right, where, where to something that needs antibiotics. So it may feel okay for a while. You know, you, you don't hurt for a while, but eventually the Band-Aid falls right, off and gets yeah. offended and it hurts again. But each time you do that, the intensity is the same. Whereas when you take the time to work through your feelings, you're talking about your feelings, you're going to therapy or, you know, seeking other help in other manners um, that are healthy, then that's like taking the antibiotics. And antibiotics, you know, seven to however many days. You're right, usually. right, right. You can't drink. You can't do this. Oh, no. It may upset your stomach. It's not the most pleasant time, especially yeah. for those who don't like taking pills. Yeah. But on the end, you you may have still have the scar, but it doesn't hurt as much. So every once in a while, you may look and be like, ah, I remember when I fell. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a tough one. But the intensity isn't there. And so yeah. that's the same thing with forgiveness. We're not saying that you won't hurt. You won't think about this person from time to time and it tug at your heart. But it doesn't have that intensity to where, you know, your day is ruined, to where you're yelling at your kids, to where yes. your spouse didn't even do anything, walks in the house, you've had a flashback, to now you're throwing the phone across the room. You know, all of that. Right, no, right. It's all true, too. It's all true. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned with kids because it is it's 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 hard when you and I was a parent so I know uh, well, I mean I am but I mean they're grown I'm a grandparent now but 
it's it's hard when you are co-raising children, whether you're married together, domestic, whatever, living together, and you have you each have your own emotions going on. A dealing with the kid or kids, and so I mean, how how do you even get parents to like? Look at themselves in your practice. I mean, like, I feel like single people, I get that part, but like, parents and guardians, it must be, must be hard. It is hard. And so, my thought with that is one, parents have to be aware of themselves. Like, take, take time for yourself. Self care is really important because Self-care. having kids, having multiple kids, it's challenging. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. It, it's challenging. But I think one thing parents have to recognize is. Take the time to think about and to talk about how different things looked in each household, right? So how did forgiveness look in your household? Because your household, nobody might have ever talked about it. Everybody goes to their room, come back out, and things are fine. In my household, my mom maybe didn't leave, let us leave the room until we said, I'm sorry. So me and you have two totally different versions of uh, yes. what forgiveness and apology yes. is. Maybe my family held grudges. To where, you know, each each birthday party, every family again, oh, we talking about each other. Remember when you did this in 1960? You know, before you know, we back to when we five and you threw the rocket at me and you broke my bark, yes. right? Yes. Um, and it becomes this scoreboard, which is not helpful, this scoreboard of things you've done to hurt me. So I think it's important for um, parents to talk about kind of what different things look like in their home growing up. So you all, you know, we can't change our past. Our family, our parents did the best that they could, yeah. what they knew how. But going forward, we get to choose what things we want to implement in our house and what things we want to change. So as far as getting on the same page, I would say be aware. I like that because, yeah, it's it's true. Like, I came from a lot. One side family was loud. The other side was quiet. Mm -hmm. So that would would affect you if you get into a relationship with somebody whose family was always loud, but your family was always quiet. So then how does that look like? What's wrong with y'all? Y'all loud all the time. Y'all always yelling. We're not yelling, you know. Right, exactly, exactly. As opposed to this is how we communicate. It, It becomes more of a judgment. Oh, yeah. They don't judge what's right and wrong, what's good and bad, versus this is how you were raised. And obviously something about it worked because I'm with you. And this is how I was mm-hmm. raised and something about it worked. So what are we gonna going to facilitate in our household? And what am I going to have compassion for because you're not trying to be rude or trying to be aggressive or whatever it may be, um, if you're speaking loudly, that mm-hmm. I accept you for who you, who you my are. My family were very blunt with each other. We're just, mm-hmm. we're just very direct. I mean, my oh, mother's yeah. side's from New York. Yeah. That's what you do. Very direct and blunt. I mean, that's how we talk. I had my grandmother, she rested in peace. She passed away six months ago, my grandmother. It was just her birthday oh, the other day. She would be the person who would say, Wow, you gained so much weight, but then make my favorite foods. And I had to eat them when I was visiting her. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's like, I mean, it's like, but I grew up with that. So I kind of, I, I'm used to that kind of directness because she's right. I did gain some weight. It's not, she's not lying to me or like saying something crazy. I'm like, she's saying the truth. But if you get with someone who is a little bit more candid, they would be like, you're so mean. Yes, How could exa- you? Exactly. Right, and so, so it's kind of interesting with that. And then fights can brew out of that. Mm-hmm. And then there's the whole forgiveness thing about that and saying, I need to forgive you because I know that this is how you were raised. Mm-hmm. And this is just something that, this is, this is how you communicate. We got to figure out a way to communicate maybe a different way. Like, we have to get past that. But yeah, I guess forgiveness is part of that. Just kind of going. Forgiveness is part of that. And I think it's important to recognize for those who, you know, think about in your household, how was forgiveness displayed? How did you know if someone forgave? If mom and dad were fighting, if you saw them fighting. How, how would you know? I know for us, it was always told, go say you're sorry. Mm-hmm. But then there was a lot of kids running around. So there was times, I mean, this is the 70s, and we were the last key kid generation. But but we did have a lot. We spent a lot of time at my grandmother's house, who was from Louisiana, from, from the Cane River area. And my father's from Shreveport, and they're all that. So they have, oh, that's so, where my mom is from. So very, very southern, but not just southern, but very specific Louisiana upbringing mm-hmm. I had, mm-hmm. partially part of the year. And so there were times where it was like, just get the switch and we're done. And there were those times back. This was back in the day. Um, just You both are fighting. You both get hit. You both get it. Um, <laughs> then say you're sorry. Like, I, I grew up with all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. That when you see I was like, then that's how it informed later how I saw what, what does that mean to forgive somebody? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. When do you forgive somebody? Like, when is it the right time? Especially, I think, and if we talk a little bit about why it's so hard for people to forgive. Just let's talk about that. Why is so, why, why is it so hard for people to forgive? <laughs> why is it so well, hard? being wronged, when you feel you're wrong, that's a very, yeah. uh, it's like a sucker punch. It hurts, you mm-hmm. know, and it's it causes a feeling that we don't have much control over. When you hurt, you hurt. 
right? You can't just flip on a switch and turn it off. And so um, that's one reason. Two is upbringing. You know, if you grew up in a household that held, gr- held grudges and things, you may not know what forgiveness looks like. Right. Um, three, a lot of people feel like their power was taken away or um, like there's nothing they can do about it. So some go into revenge mode, and that's where all of their energy goes. So less about forgiveness. But the bottom line is nobody on this earth wants to feel like they were taken advantage of. No one wants to feel like they um, were let down or worthless. No one wants to feel like their feelings didn't matter. No one wants to feel unimportant or uh, undervalued. And usually those are some of the feelings that come about when people get hurt. The second part of it is the how could you. And this is really hard for individuals who your moral system or your value system makes it hard for you to even comprehend what was done to you. You know, you stole my money for college and spent it all on booze and now it's tuition time and I don't have it. Like, how do you do that? And so that gets people stuck. A lot of people get stuck in the how could you because your moral system, you, you can't understand it. So am I the story of the scorpion and the frog? Have you ever heard this story? Yes, I love that Yay, story. I, I just... love that story. <laughs> well, we had, he had to sting him. I mean, just like the frog. I mean, at the end, like, he just, that's, what he, that's what he does. Yes. So for those, can I tell you a So that really, really quick. So for those, there was a scorpion and the frog, and the banks of the, ris- the river were rising, and the scorpion was on the rock. So he says, hey, frog, can you bring me to the other side? You know, if I stay here on this rock, I'm going to surely drown. And the frog says, why would I bring you to the other side? You're going to sting me. I'm going to die. And so they go back and forth. And he's like, why would I sting you? You're saving my life. You know, all of this. So the frog goes ahead and lets the squirrel. So why are you laughing? I love this story. I love <laughs> lets it. Lets the scorpion on it his is. back. And halfway across, the frog feels a sting in his side. And as he looks back and sees the scorpion pulling out his, uh, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, well, thorn. Yeah, so, spores or whatever they are. Um, and then he says, the frog says, you fool. Now we both will surely die. Why did you do that? And the scorpion does a little dance on his back and says, that's just what I do. Mm-hmm. And so for those of you who are very kind hearted, who who find it really, really hard to fathom some of the hurtful things. The, the unfortunate thing is hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And there are unfortunately some yeah. really hurt people out there who are hurting people, not really thinking about the impact it has on their yeah. lives. And so there's a part of you that has to accept that some people don't have the same moral and value system as you. And that's just what they do. And it has nothing to do with you not being nice enough, you not being good enough, you not seeing warning signs. You, it's just that is what they do. And accepting that and, you know, being able to allow yourself to, to move in a different direction. Yeah. So that keeps people stuck as yeah, well. Yeah, I, 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 I just love that story. It's like, we can't help because he, that's what he does. <laughs> Scorpion stings. That's what they do. <laughs> I, it just makes me laugh every time I hear that story. I, just, I think it's so, but it's so, it's, it's so true. Metaphorically, it's just so true it's so also. True. It's, just, it's like, it sucks. Uh-huh. Poor frog. Right. Poor frog. Yeah, my mom told me that story in my first heartbreak. Oh, I'm sure. It's yeah. like, oh. Oh, so she's done. I was like, oh, it makes sense. It still hurt the ones after. But okay. <laughs> I was able to put things into context and it helped from holding grudges. So. You know, I, hold, yeah, holding grudges is another mm-hmm. thing, too. And I, you know, it's sometimes it seems easy to hold a grudge. <laughs> that takes a lot of work. But it's a lot of, but it does. I, I, once I let, I got to have some grudges. I'm a true Taurus. I had some grudges. <laughs> um, once, I, once I let them go, I saw how it is a lot of work to keep holding on to mm-hmm. every time you hear their name, every time you see them, every time they It's like the energy comes back up to make sure that you are going to make sure that they feel what they did 20 years ago still. And mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's exhausting. Don't do it. <laughs> let go of grudges. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Um, now... What I want to ask you for just for you as this almost kind of like behind the lens a little <laughs> bit. Um, how's it for you to forgive? What kind of person were you before, and then now in the business? But how were you, you before? Know what it's so interesting um, because I've had people ask me why don't certain things bother me, and it could be you know growing up hearing that story and just putting it into context, um, and you know being a therapist, we learned a lot about radical acceptance, which is you don't have to like the person, you don't have to. Um, support what it is they could do. You can actually dislike the person, hate the person, dislike everything that they're about, but you don't allow them to have emotional control over you. And so for me, I kind of always go back to my common, you know, is it hurting my family? Is it hurting my funds? Okay. Is it hurting me? And if it doesn't really fall into one of those categories, I don't feel it deserves my energy. I like that. And so um, I accept that there are many different people out there. I, I'm, I'm queen of radical accept. I don't have the energy. Maybe it's because I have too much to do. <laughs> right. But I really don't I have the energy. And so it's like, you know, I accept that there are people out there that are really hurtful. I accept that there are people out there that don't 
um, that won't see my value in me, but it won't stop me from seeing the value in myself. I understand there are people out there that may try to do hurtful things. And there are people out there that have totally different opinions. And you know what? To each his own. Everybody is allowed to live their life. Everybody is allowed to have their opinion and live their life the way that they want to. And who am I to... Yeah. Try to make them do things differently. I like that. I'm, I've learned that it's the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I, I'm too busy. I got things to do. You guys all know I do a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm, out, I'm out there trying to live my best life and and do what I can while I'm awake. I always say I do much, much as I can while I'm awake. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. Stuff. I don't have the. I mean, really think about the energy you're giving to these yeah. things. How much energy it takes to sit there tossing and turning at night, you know, thinking about and replaying things in your head. And like my focus for me personally is my family, you know, making sure, you know, I can, you know, take care of my parents when they're like, there are so many other things that people and people who are pouring into me and uh, that I, I don't, I don't allow those people to take my energy. What is your take on, what's the phrase I heard the other day there? Soul suckers or uh, psychic I vampires. Emo- I call them emotional vampires. Emotional vampires. <laughs> yeah. So how do you get away from this? Sometimes, sometimes they're disguised as your friends. Good friends. <laughs> you had them for like eighty for thirty years. I've been I've been friends with you, and and cause, you know because no, because in, in seriousness, there's a, there's a, there's some things that we allow because of length of time. Um, well, they've been around. I've known them since I was five years old, or we grew up together, or we lived been neighbors for twenty years. Like you, so. reason, season, lifetime. Have well, you ever heard that? Poem no, before? please, no, no. I might have to look for it. Yeah. It's a reason, season, and lifetime. Some people come into your life for a reason, which is basically they've met a need. So an example of that would be, I don't know, maybe you're, you were the new clean on the block. You know, you didn't know anybody. The next door neighbor came. You had a friend during that time, and then they moved away. Okay. You know, they were in your life for okay. a reason. A season is usually when you've had the opportunity to grow. You've um, It's a little bit longer, right? You learn things about yourself. You learn things about other people. You learn things you like and don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes this person does something to force you to end the relationship force you to take a stand or sometimes they just disappear um, yeah. but whatever their whatever their reason it's, it's or the, this that season of time has taught you rather it's been met and then there are lifetime people who are lifetime so just because I've known you since we skipped rope unhealthy is unhealthy and like that. you know like and, and you know really recognizing that your emotional health is important it impacts your job, your, how you feel, how you interact mm-hmm. with people. And so for to answer your question, as far as sometimes them being disguised as friends or the people you allow into your life, I call it healthy boundaries. My, my clients laugh at me because I say, like, some people are just Starbucks friends. We, okay. That's, I, that's what I call them. You know, we meet for coffee yeah. and I may be okay checking how your kids doing, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Like we don't need to, I don't need to tell you my dreams and my goals. I don't need mm-hmm. to, and that's just what it is. So really being aware of how close um, you allow people to be to you. I call it healthy boundaries. So I always give the. Uh, you're getting a lot of it. I'm charging for this. I, I no, just, I'm just, just, just gonna have to. Ah! Like, you give me all kind no, of stuff. Really I love think it. Of, think of, you know the dartboard that everybody yeah. throws darts at. Yeah. Okay, so you're in the middle. You're okay. the red circle in the middle, yeah. and only entity that can be in there with you is God, because you know that's yeah. the spiritual entity. And then each ring represents how close you feel to people. So mm. people you feel close to are going to be in the closer rings. And then there are people that are in the further out yeah. rings. Maybe for whatever reason you don't talk to them. They live in a different state. Mm-hmm. They've done some things. And then some people aren't even on the board. Because you've forgiven them, but they don't need to be there. Yes. Right? And so throughout life, what happens naturally is there are people in the outer rings that maybe you both had a kid together. And now you all get closer and they move in. And then there are people in the inner rings that maybe have done something that you see how they truly are. Right. And you move them to the outer. And that is the natural progression of, like, relationships, typically. That's hard, too, because I I have lost some significant relationships in the last 10 years. A couple, Mm -hmm. two or three, that were long-term but I, and I and I think it, we have people in common still, but we don't see each other. We haven't seen each other since. It was hard. Mm-hmm. I had to forgive those two people mm-hmm. for them pulling away mm-hmm. and going. Okay, I guess the part of that part of that friendship is over. Mm-hmm. I can still again, like you said earlier, I can love them from afar mm-hmm. and wish them well. And keep it moving. And once again, forgiveness didn't mean you needed to rekindle the friendship. It doesn't mean that you have to rekindle anything. It doesn't mean reconciliation. It doesn't mean trust automatically. It does not mean... you know that you that it, oh this is another thing. A lot of people think that it's a, a, a past that they can hurt you again. Oh. <laughs> well, if I forgive you, that means you're going to do it again. So I need to keep reminding you uh, of no. what you did. No. And I don't know any situation where that's worked out in a healthy yeah. manner. Yeah. Usually, it pushes the other person away. If it's a relationship that you know yeah. it's not a harm that um, if it's healthy for the people or it's okay for the people to get back together. But I know and it's funny about forgiveness. I had a friendship under converse of that 
12 years didn't talk. We're better friends now than we were before. Mm-hmm. We ran each other on the street, and the friendship is better. Well, I think we have to recognize that people are going through their own stuff yes. as well. And people have baggage. And all of us come to the table with something, you know. And so recognizing that because you're in a place to forgive, that other person may not be. And that's another hard thing yeah. to do when you when maybe a fight has happened and you're in a place where you're ready to forgive and bury the hatchet. Because mm-hmm. that's what forgiveness is, is not bringing it back up. Yes. Um, right? You're not, and another reason, for, another thing forgiveness is not, is does not mean that you're ignoring that it happened. A lot right. of people feel like if I if I forgive you, it means I'm I'm discounting that it even happened. No, no it happened. It, right. it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my train of thought. But yes. <laughs> yes. the point is that um, it's, it's definitely a freeing experience, and um, you don't want to hold on to that and, and making yeah. sure that the you get to choose your boundaries. Like with your friend, you chose your boundary. I did, and I and it's and it's funny. I'm like, okay, well, I guess. You know, some are, again, I like that recent season. I, so I guess there's some of my friends were for a, a longer season than others. Mm-hmm. But then it's like it, we, we moved on. Like we have different lives. And I see things on Facebook. You see, you see things like, oh, okay. Sometimes okay. it's more painful to try to hold on to someone you've outgrown. Yeah. That takes a lot of energy because it's like trying to put a square into a pig. Yeah. Oh, it, 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 it takes a lot of energy. And just because you've outgrown the person doesn't mean that there's anything har- any harm done or we're just not in the same place. I have tons of friends that, you know, we went to college together and we were living together. Now they're married with kids and our lives look totally mm-hmm. different. They don't understand how I can you know, have so many businesses and open nice. over, and right. I don't you know, understand, you know, six kids running around. I think we both are very strong Ugh. in our own little way, yes. <laughs> you know, but it doesn't mean that just because their dynamic changed that they didn't mean anything. So I'm going to get to a little broader scale. Okay. How do we forgive? We're on Black Hollywood Live, so as black folk, how do we forgive on a lot? These days, there's so many different things going on. Um Surrounding us, mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. I have no problem saying that. Some things are happening to us. Mm-hmm. How do we find? How do how do our people find forgiveness? Well, first is acknowledging what these things make you feel. Yeah. So when it comes to um, police brutality, when it comes to Kanye West yeah, comments, yeah, <laughs> Kanye West comments. Yeah, well, so people, know, our folks are upset. They're upset. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. of course you have um, Childish Gambino came with that that song. This is America, which is really good. <laughs> Can I save the day? Um, right. So, so first is acknowledging how these things make you feel because everything can't be categorized under anger. Then we're just angry, right? Which is, you know, reinforces thoughts of us in the first. Angry place. black people, of course, right? We're so angry. Um, yeah. And so, so what do you do with that? So when I unpack it, if I think of my nephew. What does it mean that at some point he's going to be walking down the street and this is a possibility that it could happen to him? You know, that brings fear. That brings worry. That brings concern. You know, that brings disappointment. That brings sadness. That brings a feeling of powerlessness that I can't protect this person from everything. And I'm just using this as one example. Yeah, you're right. No, right. right? So, but really unpacking those feelings so you can figure out what it means for you, and then you can focus on what's in your control. As long as we have this big angry cloud, you cannot problem solve when you're in emotional mind. Nope. It, whether that's sad, angry, you can't problem solve. No. But if I take the time to unpack what all of these things mean, mm-hmm. what does it mean the president we have? What does it mean the comments that are being made? What does it mean that there's so much overt racism? You know, that's always existed. Now it's just social media is displaying it. You know, what does that mean for me and for you in your life? You know, maybe some of you have had past experiences. What does it bring up for you? So really taking the time to think about, journal about, I know that sounds, talk about with your friends, (laughs) what that means, and then focus on what's in your control. Because as long as I'm focusing on what this person is doing in the White House or this group over here and what this person is saying on social media, I'm going to feel helpless. I'm going to feel powerless. I'm going to feel like this is this huge, overwhelming, you know, how do I change racism in the world? (laughs) You know, that's, that's overwhelming. But really focusing on what's in your control. What can you do now? You can talk to your children. You can educate them. You can purchase books for your home. Yeah. You can join book clubs. You can join a political party or an activist group. Mm-hmm. You can join a nonprofit organization and support them. You can volunteer. You can talk to kids. You can talk to adults. You can so focusing on what's in your control and your own gift. It may be music. It may be right. um, a talk show. Yeah. You know, it right. may be life coaching. And how can you utilize? How can you utilize what's given to you in order to? to promote change in the area that's causing you to be so angry. Yeah. I want to say hi to all the people who are watching. Jasmine Fleming says, hey. Hi, Jasmine. Hi. I like that. J-A-Z men. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's complete. I just, I just don't want a larger scale um, 
many of us, and I will include us, 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 we are angry. Yeah. And that includes Latinos. There are, there are several groups people of that color. Are, people of color mm-hmm. are, are angry, and forgiveness is, is not a word that's easy for them to come by right mm-hmm. now because they feel hopeless, despair. Mm-hmm. Like I said, things happening in the past they're holding on and to. People And things are consistently happening. Yeah. Right? How do you forgive when something consistently happens over and over and over and over and over. And even if you think you forgave, right, then right. it's like something else happens the next week on the news and you're just like, oh, great. Or it happens right. to you personally. Um, that's a hard question. And I think it goes back to focusing on what's in your control. And what I use as a grounding factor, and I encourage people to use, is don't allow people to take you outside of your integrity. I like that. How like do you that. operate with your integrity, or do you like? And T.D. Jakes once said, "Don't let happen. Don't let what happens around you get in you." Ooh, okay. Okay, and so it's happening around you. You don't have control of it, but once you let it get in you, now it's on a totally different level yes. of controlling your life. Yes. And so acknowledging that these things hurt, and I'm angry, and I'm sad, and I'm disappointed, and it's a reminder of how we have not progressed. Yeah. Right, and that hurts, and it makes me feel powerless. And how do I face this and maintain my integrity so I'm not now reinforcing stereotypes where I'm not now acting in the same manners of the people that have hurt me? Right. Oh, that too. Yes. I, you know, I had to, I was, I'm part of a group um, or an organizer where it's 95% women mm-hmm. in our industry and 5% men. And there was some stuff brought up um, on a thread on Facebook about some of the men were saying, if you could watch your pronouns when you talk to the group, unless it's gender specific. Mm-hmm. I just, a lot of people are going to say, hey, ladies. And you know there's guys in here. Why mm-hmm. can't you say, hey, everyone, or hey, people? Mm-hmm. And a lot, a lot of the women were just like, oh, yeah, we get it. It wasn't, it wasn't intentional, of course. We forget there's men here. A lot of us do comment on it. It was great. Then he found those who would just lash out because they've been lashed out. So I love what you just brought up about not offering forgiveness because they feel like they haven't gotten forgiveness. Or they haven't gotten something. So now you know what I feel like. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, misery doesn't love company. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. too wrong well, with the right. Well, that is your right? point really being heard. Right. Right. If the goal is for someone to hear you and you're really trying to promote change, you have to be mindful in the way in which you're acting and the way in which yep. you do it. There's a difference with me coming to you and said, James, you know, when you said X, Y, and Z, I really felt excluded. I really felt unimportant. I really felt whatever it may be left out versus me saying, oh, here you, you're just like them. You know, you're not going to hear anything that I'm saying. All you're saying, all you're saying is an yes. angry person that doesn't know how to control themselves. And so, um, but that will be something that's ongoing. So I don't want to minimize the impact of it. It no. hurts. Oh, that hurts. It hurts. And recognizing and keeping the conversation going so you yourself have an outlet and you're not a ticking time bomb. So the next person that walks along and maybe says something to you now, you've compromised yourself. Yeah. Right. So really just um, keeping the conversation going and acknowledging it and trying to focus on what's in your control and maintaining yeah. your integrity because that's something that they can't take away. That's true. So Obviously, they can't take, you can't take your integrity away. They can't take away your education. Whatever you've learned mm-hmm. from a therapist or from this show or from a book, a book. Mm-hmm. they can't take that away from you. That's yours. Exactly. And it's however you use it. They like said the tool, you're getting, you're giving, you're getting tools to use this later or in your life now and it's up to you how you use it. Yes. So yeah. I just, I just, take control. Like take, you get to if your gift. No one can take your gift. No one can take your voice. Yes. And no one can control your own. You know, you managing your own integrity. And so you really you get to use those things to create change and to make your voice. Yes, I said get the power back. Get your power back. It's yeah. very important. Yes. I, just, I just think. I mean, <laughs> we do. We give it. We've all done it. We give it away mm-hmm. so easily. For the name of blank. Mm-hmm. And, and it takes time. Yeah. Right? It takes time. So I think starting the process of acknowledging and doing some of the things we've talked about yeah. here. Start small. Starting small. I, in my practice, I call it starting small. Leads to, the small steps lead to large rewards. Mm-hmm. I say it all the time. Just start. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter where. Just start. When you do nothing, nothing happens. I know it sounds like the most obvious thing on earth. Mm-hmm. But it's right. But it's true. You do mm-hmm. nothing Nothing happens. And be mindful of saying you're doing, because I've had people say, well, I don't want to spend my session talking about this person. I don't want to give them any of my energy. It's not about them. It's about you taking time Mm. for yourself to acknowledge something that's happened to you. If you don't acknowledge your own hurting, but you expect other people to. Mm -hmm. So I like that. You're you're changing around saying, no, wait, 
This isn't about them, really. It's about you. It's about you. If you you don't acknowledge your own hurts, if you don't acknowledge your own feelings, if you don't acknowledge what happened to you, how can you expect other people to? So it's more so about how you treat yourself. I'm important. So whether I talk to a friend or my journal, I'm going to take the time to acknowledge what whatever happened, how it's impacted me because I'm important. And I don't want it to subconsciously cloud or cause me to act in a certain way. So it's for me. It's not for the, I'm not giving that person my time. I'm giving myself time because just because that person didn't think I was important or this situation didn't make me feel important, I'm going to take my importance back and I'm going to make sure that it's... (laughs) She's reclaiming her time. Reclaiming my time. (laughs) That's right. She's reclaiming her time. That's right. My favorite lines of last year. Thank you, Maxine. Um, Reclaiming my time. I'm like, nobody... And that and that actually, as we as we start to run, I mean, it's already been like 50 minutes. Oh, my gosh. It's myself so fast. I can talk to you forever. <laughs> um, but to kind of round this up, I feel like that's also very important. Time is money. Your time is precious. Your time is important. Um, what you use your thoughts on, mm-hmm. that's time and energy, very Be important. Be mindful of your thoughts. Your thoughts run your life. Be mindful of the thinking traps, the woulda, shoulda, coulda, the fortune-telling, because usually, you know, we're not fortune-telling positive. Usually when it's situations, we're fortune-telling negative things. Um, Catastrophizing, the all-or-nothing thing. I go on with thinking traps. That's one of my things. Um, I want to make sure I covered everything. (laughs) But... um, (laughs) Yes, please cover it. Cover it all, girl. But um, just in terms of just... I really just wanted to highlight what forgiveness was and making sure that people... We know we're not letting the person out of consequences. It's not instant joy. It's not making... It's not condoning the person's behavior. It's not a... It's a choice. You are choosing to take your power back, to to make yourself important. Because most of the time we feel hurt is because we feel that somebody didn't value us. We feel that they didn't value our feelings and so forgiving them allows you to value your own feelings I always say um, this I say it's for kids but I say it now for adults too because we have a lot of broken adults um, kids want to know several things um, are they being heard mm-hmm. and that's, that's I just they just don't want to be heard and are they being loved mm-hmm. that's literally, that's, literally that's, that's the basics everything else is kind of just add-ons mm-hmm. those are two basic things starting from birth mm-hmm. when they're crying are they being heard mm-hmm. When they're when they're looking for you as babies, they want to know if, uh, where's that person who's whose energy feels like love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that carries on to adulthood. It's yeah, we need to feel you know we like interaction with other human beings. Like that's part of our need, and so ensuring that you know that's why part, that's part of the reason it hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason it hurts so bad when people do things. I look at these microphones. Okay, so if you guys follow me on social media, I wore <laughs> a velvet purple jacket exactly this <laughs> color, and it was black with black lapels. Like it, it looks exactly like the jacket I wore. <laughs> Go to James Hunt Jr. You can see all that on there. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you for having I me. I seriously could just talk to you. I mean, about anything. You, you'll, she'll come back again. She just, she's she's a, a friend of the show. She'll come back. And I can talk to you about all kinds of stuff. I just think it's forgiveness is such a benchmark thing in our lives and almost an entryway to a better life. And can I offer a piece just please, really quickly for please. forgiving yourself? Um, oftentimes when I reframe the situation to someone and say, okay, this was your cousin and your cousin had did this or your friend did this or your child had done this, would you be telling them the same things you tell yourself? You tell yourself you don't deserve forgiveness. You're not worthy of it. You should have done better. You should have known better. You know, I'm a horrible person. Is if, if your friend came to you and said they did X, Y, and Z, would you tell them, yeah, you should have known better. You're a horrible person. Nine times out of ten, no. So then my question becomes, why is it that everybody else deserves compassion but you? Mm. So help you, you really would have to help me understand that. And until you can help me understand why you are the... You know, exception to the worldwide because everybody else can be forgiven. You know, yeah. um, but when it comes to what you did, whatever that it is, hard. So have compassion for yourself. Mistakes are necessary for growth, and failing is a part of life. Well, see, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really believe in failure because mm-hmm. I feel like that's an antiquated word these days. Because everything you do, whether it succeeds or not. It's, it's, a lesson. T- it's a lesson. It's a lesson. It's a lesson. So, so can I reframe that? Yeah. Um, things may not turn out the way you want them to, yes. but um, it doesn't mean that the buck stops there. We have to get used to the idea that everything doesn't happen the way we have sure it. Sure don't. Trust don't happen. Me. Let's say we want to make God laugh. Yeah. Show him your place. <laughs> Trust and believe. There are things that I wish I at the time I thought I wanted to happen so bad, but now I look back and I wouldn't be here. Doing what I love doing, so mm-hmm. I mean, there was. I mean, but the time though, you couldn't, t- girl, you couldn't tell me that I didn't want that thing that bad, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I, mean, I could taste it. I was like, I, when it didn't happen, I mean, I was weeping in my bed, mm-hmm. having whiskey or whatever. Um, 
to calm myself <laughs> down. But like, I mean, I, you, I mean, you, I, I really thought I wanted it, and then other stuff happened out of that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, so that was a really good thing then. Okay, good for me right there. Marshall Linhan says life can be worth living even though horrible things happen. Ooh, that's true. So making sure that you remember life can be worth living even though horrible things happen because sometimes you know the reality of it, some things are really horrible. And I don't have an answer. You know, I have clients that say, you know, why is this happening to me? You know, that's a good question. You know, life can be worth living even though things happen. And sometimes you don't figure out why these things happen until years and years down the line. All right, we'll leave it at that. Miami McKinley, thanks for being on the show. Of course, thank you. And at work, can they find you on all the. So you can find me on social media. On Instagram, you can go to epiphany underscore Mayumi. Facebook, you can go epiphany with Mayumi. So that's where I'm on social media. If you're in the LA area and want counseling, I have a wonderful team at Epiphany Counseling, Consulting, and Treatment Services. So go to www.eccts.com. That's right, she does. You guys are out of San Pedro? San Pedro, yes. I love San Pedro. And actually, after you have a session, you go down there and go to docs and everything and hang out and see some water. Uh, it's great. No, I like San Pedro. Um, and it actually, it's getting very expensive to live down there now. I saw some... Oh, wow. I went down there with a friend of mine like it's a place to live and there's some cute like views and stuff. And I'm like, oh, expensive. <laughs> like that. And I'm James Lodge Jr. You can find where all James Lodge Juniors are sold at James Lodge Jr. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm all over the place. Trust me. Just type in James Lodge Jr. and I'll pop up. Breaking Into is on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube and on Facebook. So go ahead and like that page. Her information will be on there, of course. We are talking about forgiveness. Forgive, forgive, get your power back. I'm James Arjun. I'll see you next time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.